everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Different Strokes to Move the World, an unofficial Different Strokes podcast. Well, today I'm going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 5, entitled The Spanking, which aired on December 1st, 1978. In this episode, Arnold is caught throwing water bombs off the balcony and Mr. Drummond feels that a fitting punishment is a spanking. Uh, Let me tell you that the word spanking gets thrown around quite a bit, even as the seasons progress, even to the point where I think Arnold is a bit too old to get a spanking. So, yeah. This episode's got a 7.6 out of 10 rating based on 75 ratings. It was directed by Herbert Kenwith. Writers Fred S. Fox, Seaman, or uh, Jacobs, I'm sure it's like, uh, pronounced a different way, more than likely, Bernie Kukoff, and Jeff Harris. All right, there are, of course, no reviews, but we do have some connections and trivia. All right, here's the trivia. As recompense for Arnold hitting him with a water balloon, Drummond hands a man named Henry a couple of bills, which the man accepts with a big smile. Closer inspection reveals the two bills to be $1 each. Uh, Well, cool. I I wouldn't have known that. Uh, References. Kojak. The little boy tells the policeman Kojak always gives a lollipop. And this episode is also shown as a flashback in the retrospective season one, episode eight, which I said I'm going to be skipping because it's nothing but a flashback episode, which I feel in season one, episode eight, that is too early for a flashback episode. Alright, so of course, before I officially get into the episode, I'd like to let you all know where you can listen to the podcast. Different platforms, such as SoundCloud, such as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Podbean, under the Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Also, if you would like to write into the podcast, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Quinn. I know, there's a fly swatter on the floor, isn't there? And to kill an ant. It's gone now. I flushed it down the toilet. Was that in your way? Here, let me move it. That way you can get to you. I got your fresh water, babe. It's right over there. It's right over there. Oh, you don't want any? Okay. What a goofy girl she is. Are you goofy, Quinny? Really? You're goofy? Are you a goofy girl? Oh, baby. You're silly. Also, where you can find the podcast on social media, the podcast does have its own Facebook page at Different Strokes to Move the World, an unofficial Different Strokes podcast. On Instagram, you're going to find it under Punky Power PB Podcast, the Instagram, Instagram page. Now, as I've said before with this, I am going to go through a good majority of the episodes However, for the time being, it's just going to be monthly, and then in 
January of 2021, I'm going to do probably two episodes, most likely two episodes a month. So right now, since I'm currently doing four episodes a week, (laughs) four episodes a month of Full House, so it's pretty much just one podcast is going to be pretty much weekly, so... That's that's pretty much the plan, really. I mean, Silver Spoons is going to finish up in December, and then we'll start the new year jumping in with two feet into different, uh, more of Different Strokes Season 1. So just looking at the episodes here, kind of giving you guys a little sneak peek of what's to come. So this month in June, we'll have the spanking. July is going to be Goodbye Dolly. August will be the trial. September is going to be episode 9, the fight. Let's see. October is the club meeting. November is the woman. And December, no time for Arnold. And then in January, of course, we'll kick off the year with the relative and the tutor. So look forward to those in January. All right, let's jump into this episode, everybody. I just, I love re-watching this show. Even though it's been a year since I, st- you know, over over a year since I started watching. I'm just, I love the characters. I love the storylines. I just, I just loved watching them grow up. And I love being able to re-watch again and just go through the episodes. And hopefully you guys enjoy them. Alright, so the episode begins in Arnold and Willis's bedroom. Willis comes in looking for Arnold. He's like, hey, Arnold, are you in the bathroom again? And Willis goes and sits on the bottom bunk, which is where he sleeps, because Arnold sleeps above him. And he, <laughs> Arnold pops out from underneath the bed. We clearly can see that Arnold is in, he's underneath the bed because he's wearing a red shirt, he sticks out. Um, and he's like, hey, Willis, no, I'm under the bed. Hey, have you seen those plastic bags? And Willis is like, yeah, I threw them out because you've been told you should not be making water balloons. You know that Phillip's got the balcony that he's so jazzed about showing the kids. Arnold, of course, being eight or nine years old, is very, he, you've seen uh, the kid in previous episodes, you've heard him, he's zipping around like a whirlwind, and of course, what kid isn't going to be tempted to make a balloon or water bomb and try to aim it at people's heads down below, because of course, depending on how high up they are, that could lead to an injury, wouldn't you wouldn't you think? I mean, they're way high up there. That hits someone, that's going to hurt. If not, do damage. But then again, Arnold's not thinking about that. He's just thinking about the fun he's having dropping these plastic bags full of water on unsuspecting victims. But we're going to learn soon that he's been doing this to the point where someone's got to step in and say, Arnold, you need to stop. If you don't stop, I'm going to give you a spanking. So that's where that is going to come in. Arnold, you in the 
bombs, water bombs. <laughs> water bombs? I thought they had to plastic bags in there just in case I want to pack a sandwich for the night. But you ought to pack a cork in your mouth. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, am I interrupting anything? No, we're just sitting here resisting temptation. <laughs> Clearly. Good. That means you deserve the present I got for you. A present? Really? Oh, cool. Telescope. I'm sure you boys will have lots of fun with it. Yeah, that's for me. A fun kid and fancy. <laughs> You'll find it's educational, too. From way up here, you can see all the stars and planets and all the other heavenly bodies. Yeah, there's one across the street right now. Oh, my, yeah. yourself buddy so philip comes in and it's like hey am i interrupting anything and arnold's like no we're just resisting temptation and philip's like that's good because that way i can give you the surprise and they're both like wow a surprise i'm like oh my gosh it never ends it never ends at the drumming house so <laughs> he got them a telescope of course so that way they can spend more time on the balcony Willis, of course, he's a teenager, he's 13, and he's going to be checking out the lo local skirt, the ladies. Even though Phil's like, hey, you can really see the night sky out here. You're in New York City. How much of the stars are you really going to be able to see? But I love how he's talking about, oh, you can even look at the night sky. <laughs> Willis has got the thing pointed down. Like, no, that's a great thing for the kids to just be let's spy on the the neighbors let's go spy on like people because they're like i can't remember how many floors up they are in that uh penthouse but remember willis got rid of all those plastic bags that arnold had stored under the bed well he happens to find one that came in the box with the telescope like oh i'm gonna make short work of this i'm like no buddy you were told not to and Arnold's like, I'm hooked. It's like, well, then you need to unhook yourself, little man. Come on now. But you know, he's probably going to be like, here, let me look through the telescope and look for some uh, suspecting victims. here. Oh, here we go. Here's a person right here. Because Willis, of course, like I said, he's looking through the telescope, checking out a lady. And Arnold's like, I'm not into girls right now yet. I don't even have a dog. Which, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so Philip says he's gonna go help Kimberly with her homework and then we go into the kitchen Mrs. Garrett is making something on the stove it's probably something delicious because she's one of the best cooks in the world it's a shame we're gonna lose her to um the facts of life in after season two it's like, no Mrs. Garrett we need you but then, of course, after Mrs. Garrett, we get Adelaide. And then after Adelaide, we get Pearl. What do I feel? Was it one, two, three? There's only, okay. 
So Arnold comes up with the plastic bag into the kitchen while Mrs. Garrett is cooking. I would think everyone in that house is on red alert for Arnold. What are you doing with that plastic bag? You were told not to make any more water balloons or water bombs. So yeah, Arnold goes, grabs a step stool, puts it over by the sink, and she's like, Arnold, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. And she's like, oh, really? So what are you planning to do with this nothing? Hey, look, it's so cute. I remember, um, you know, Arnold's got his two front teeth are missing, and I just remember um, originally watching the episodes and just like, oh, his two front teeth are starting to come. Like, one's coming in a little faster than the other. But <laughs> I love Arnold and Mrs. Garrett's relationship. I mean, I love her relationship with all the kids, but especially her and Arnold's. Yeah, really. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. You may be a size eight, but when it comes to trouble, you're a 42 long. <laughs> you empty that bag this minute, or I'll have to tell Mr. Drummond. Go on. All right, Mrs. Arnold, are you little bug? Do you realize? <laughs> <laughs> little bugger. Yeah, so he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to be cleaning out Abraham's bowl, and I figured I'll just put him in this little sack, plastic bag of water. And she's like, no, you're not. Dump that out right now. So he's like, okay. She, of course, turns, opens the refrigerator, so her sight is blocked as Arnold just <laughs> zip by. <laughs> He goes out to where Willis is looking out of the telescope on the balcony, and I'm surprised Willis didn't just say, step, because he's like, basically warning Earl, you're gonna get in trouble, you can't be doing this. Arnold notices the maintenance guys on the balcony below them, and just drops it, so Willis is like, alright Arnold, I'm, I'm gonna go, I don't want to be anywhere near you while you get in trouble. Because you're going to get in trouble. And Arnold's like, well, that never stopped me before. It's like, <laughs> I'm surprised that, well, Willis is probably like, I everyone's told him not to do this. He's doing it anyway. He's going to have to learn a lesson more than likely. He's going to get in trouble. He's going to be punished. And maybe, the, you know, that's clearly what Arnold needs is to say, enough's enough. We've warned you. Now you have to be punished. I mean, I was almost kind of wondering why Arnold didn't just, or Willis didn't just jump in there and grab the bag of water off the balcony, like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you could just as easily blow some air into that bag and then just pop it. 
That's what I sometimes would do with an empty bag. I'd like blow air into it, twist it, pop it. But then again, I mean, if you did that outside, I really don't think anyone's going to hear that too loud. I really don't think so. Not with all the traffic and even though they're really high up. I mean, with all that noise. Mm. Okay, boys. You be the navigator and I'll be the bombardier. <laughs> no. Get yourself into trouble. That never stopped me before. <laughs> while you're looking, find yourself a good lawyer. <laughs> uh oh. That's the uh, maintenance man on the balcony below us. Found the way. <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye. Well, you ain't. I'm going to be around here later. Charge on you. What charge? I'll start with a wet weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Willis was basically like, I'm out of here. Arnold, you're clearly going to do what you're going to do regardless of people telling you not to. So. <laughs> and Philip's like, oh, Willis, where are you going? It's like, any, I'm going wherever he's not. And he, like, waves as he, like, goes out the door. So Philip's like, hey, Arnold, looks like you were uh, really enjoying this telescope, huh? It's like, yep. And Philip's like, yeah, it's nice to see you're making good use of it. And I'm like, he's making use of it, but I don't think it's necessarily good use. He's like, yeah, it helps me perfect my aim. I'd be like, excuse me, what? <laughs> what are you aiming for and what are you using to aim with? Oh, he's like, it helps me with my aim in life. Like, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, Philip, come on. You're not really believing, Arnold. Of course, the doorbell rings, and we see a maintenance guy in a blue jumpsuit, and he is just totally, that must have been a good deal of water that fell on him. Because his hair is just, like, plastered to his head, and it goes all the way past his chest, and down his pants like oh Arnold oh my goodness gracious the maintenance guy's name is Henry which is kind of funny because a punky Brewster remember Henry Henry Warnemont <laughs> and Philip's like wow Henry you got caught in a shower and Henry's like yeah and the shower came in a plastic bag so it's like Okay, you can't deny that Arnold didn't do this. I mean, come on. The evidence is right there with that bag he's holding. And Mrs. Garrison are like, uh-oh. As Arnold plops himself on the couch, there just happens to be a Wall Street Journal newspaper there, and he's just thumbing through it. Like, <laughs> let me check out the stocks today. Of course, Philip's like, what does that mean, Mrs. Garrett? What's this uh-oh? And she's like, oh, uh, and it means nothing. You know, some people, people hiccup, I go, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so Henry, t the maintenance guy, told tells Philip that there have been several near misses, but they've all come from your balcony. Yeah. So basically, wait a second here. So Mrs. Garrett and Willis knew that Arnold was doing this, but Philip's the one that doesn't know? You th I thought everyone in that house knew what was going on. So Philip apologizes on Arnold's behalf and says, Don't worry, I'm sorry this happened, but I can assure you it will not happen anymore. 
So yeah, that's nice of Philip to give uh, Henry a little bit of money. Like, hey, will this cover it? And he's like, yeah, sure, definitely. You know, normally I get hit by pigeons, but they don't tip. <laughs> I don't see, think we're going to see this maintenance guy again. <laughs> you going somewhere, Willis? As fast as possible. <laughs> Enjoying the telescope, Arnold? Sweat. That was yeah, and this time water. he certainly had a lot of help. <laughs> Did you do it? Do what? You know what? Henry was hit from above with a bag full of water. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a bag. Maybe a water bed exploded. You wish. I doubt it, since it's well known that there's a mad water bomber in this building. In fact, right in this apartment. You shouldn't go accusing Willis and then you can't prove. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course he'll throw his brother under the bus. You're right. You're right. By the way, did you know it was the maintenance man you hit? Oh, yeah. That wasn't just a lucky... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got him good! <laughs> I see you Mrs. Garrett's family curse. Yep. Oh, that ain't fair. But you're ever a little kid. 
I can't remember that far back. <laughs> Besides, we weren't talking about me. Well, let's make it even and don't talk about me either. <laughs> so, Philip goes over to Arnold, who's reading the Wall Street Journal, and Philip says, so what's new in the world of uh, business and finance? The way he says it, finance, it's like, well, I've heard it called finance, at least that's how I pronounce it, but uh, maybe other people pronounce it differently. And Arnold just looks at him like, say what? And Philip's like, yeah, the world of business and finance. Well, what's new in the world? And he's like, well, I think the uh, price of tomatoes is pretty high. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I mean, if it kind of lightens. What's he? He's like, uh, normally I read like the comics and stuff. You know, you know the Garfield, the Marmaduke, the Peanuts, all that stuff. So it's nice to kind of uh, shake things up once in a while. I'm sure. Oh, he says, oh, life ain't just comic strips. <laughs> I loved on Sundays after church going to Grandpa and Grandma's house, and I would always grab the comics. I'd always look at the Peanuts comics, Garfield, Marmaduke. Gosh, um, I think Family Circus, that was just, like, one circular panel. I was never into, like, For Better or Worse or Dagwood or Blondie. I didn't really care for those. There's another one. It's like some old one. Like it was like King Arthur or something or Camelot. Wasn't into that one either. So Philip goes and sits down on the couch next to Arnold. I love how Arnold's trying to be so nonchalant. You know, it's like, oh, I'll just keep looking at this and maybe uh, Mr. Drummond will go away. And it's like, no, Philip knows that it's Arnold who's pulling this. He's just got to get him to confess somehow. So Philip takes the paper from Arnold and says, One day you may be a inscrutable genius, but today you're just scrutable. So Philip cuts to the chase. Hey, did you notice Henry at the door? Did you notice anything unusual about him? And Arnold's like, yeah, he was wet. And Philip's like, oh, Arnold says, he must sweat a lot. It's like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, he really did. That was not sweat. That was water, buddy. Come on. Oh, yeah. Arnold's like, oh, I guess he sweats a lot. And Philip's like, yeah, I'm sure he had a lot of help in that department. So Philip's like, did you do this, Arnold? And Arnold's like, do what? He's like playing dumb now. It's like, you know what? Henry was hit with a water bag from above. The look on Arnold with Gary Coleman's face, he just does this. It just, it's like adorablest little look from him. And Arnold's like, hey, maybe it wasn't a bag. Maybe a waterbed exploded. Um, If that were the case, he it would have been wet from head to toe. He was only wet from his head down past his chest. So, mm-hmm. Plus, I, the owner of a waterbed, as a preteen through... My teen years know that waterbeds hold a lot of water. A lot of icky water, especially because it's just sitting in there, you know. Ugh. And Drummond is like, you know what, no, I'm pretty sure there's a mad water bomber in this apart uh, in this building. In fact, I think they're in this apartment. So he's pretty much like Arnold, in a way it's like, Arnold, come on, I know what you just fess up. He totally throws Willis under the bus, like, oh, well, you better not go accusing Willis of something you can't prove. It's like, you little butt. Oh, my goodness. I love what 
Philip does here. As Philip says, oh yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. Uh, so, did you know it was a maintenance man that you hit? And Arnold's like, oh yeah, sure. It's like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, he got you, buddy. He got you good. He knows what he was doing. And Philip even says, you know, we've told you now twice not to be doing that. And Arnold's like, yeah. Well, he says we told you a few times. And Arnold's like, no, you've only told me twice. That means I got one more time. It's like, no, 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 no. This ends now. <laughs> and Philip's like, oh, I see you call it Mrs. Garrett's curse. And Arnold's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should do something about my mouth. It's open 24 hours a day. Open 24-7. So... Philip comes up, gets up off the couch, comes around to where Arnold is, and puts him on the back of the couch, kind of so that way they're eye, to, they're eye level with each other. And Philip does make sure that Arnold understands, you know, what you did was very dangerous. You could have hurt somebody. And that kind of gets Arnold thinking, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. It's like, I know you didn't, but still... I get it. You know, Arnold's eight or nine. He's like, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. I was just having fun. It's like, yes, but dropping things from above, somebody could get seriously injured. And that's true. You know, whether you're throwing a, a, a bag of water down to the next balcony or even trying to hit people on the street, you could hurt someone. And Philip tells him, you really should not be having fun at someone else's expense. Especially when it comes to... That it could lead to an injury. Yeah, it's like, oh, buddy, you're very lucky all that guy got was wet. What if the sharp edge corner of that plastic bag hit him in the eye? And Philip's like, look, I'm sorry, but you gotta be punished. And Arnold's trying to play, hey, weren't you ever a kid before? It's like, we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. I love how when Arnold asks, weren't you ever a little kid? And I love Philip saying, I can't remember that far back. So Philip decides, like, hey, I bet everyone in this family would agree with me that you need to be punished. So, and I just remembered, so Mrs. Garrett and Kimberly come in and kind of hear their sides. You know, they're kind of bad. I'm like, Arnold made a mistake. Look at this face. You don't want to punish him. Kimberly's even going so far, like, why don't you put him on a rack and stretch him? And then Mrs. Garrett says to him, like, yeah, then you'd have a thin, tall basketball player. <laughs> I get a lot of jokes made at Arnold's size. Just throughout the show's run. Um, just because they're easy to make. But I'm just thinking... He decides, like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spank you. And even Kimberly says, you're going back to the dark ages. No one spanks any. You would hear a lot on sitcoms, like this is '78. Even in the '80s, you, sitcoms you would hear about. I'm gonna give you a spanking. You need to be punished. Get to the '90s. No one's saying I'm going to spank your butt for misbehaving. They're going to say you're grounded, your TV privileges are gone, your phone privileges are gone, your allowance is gone, you're not going anywhere. That is a form of punishment they're going to give kids. So yeah, like I said, by the 90s, all that talk of spanking, gone. Nope. So yeah, Kimberly yeah, and Mrs. Garrett are really going to bat for Arnold. 
But Phillips decided, like, no, you need to be punished. And I think a spanking is the best thing. So you're going to march your little self upstairs and I'll be up there shortly to deliver your punishment. And I'm like, well, wait just a second here. Wait, wait, wait. You said I'm sure the whole family would agree with me. You are missing one character witness who was privy to all of this. And that's Willis. Why don't you get all of the fan, and I do mean all of everybody, because technically you only got, you got, you're basically three against you. Of course, Arnold defending himself, and then you have Mrs. Garrett and Kimberly who are going to stick up for Arnold. Like, it was an, it just, he's a kid, he made a mistake several times, but don't spank him. But, nope. Philip is, no, he, he says, this is what we're going to do. This He feels the only way it's going to get through to Arnold is a smack bottom. I'm sure that everybody else in this family would agree with me that you should be punished. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. Kimberly, Mrs. Garrett, could you come in here, please? <coughs> Will this take long, Mr. Drummond? i got a problem with the turkey. What's the problem? To get it to sit in the oven three hours with its legs crossed. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't that funny. Well, just a joke to lighten up the mood in here. How did you know it needed lightning? Uh oh. Yeah. Sorry, Daddy. I was on the phone. What's up? Well, Arnold dropped a water bomb on the maintenance man. Now, I warned him about it before, and I promised him he'd be punished if he did it again. He doesn't have to keep his promise to me. <laughs> Am I being an unreasonable father? No, no, I agree with you, Mr. Drummond. So do I, Daddy. Aww. How about no desserts for a couple of nights? No desserts? I just sprinkle them in. I didn't drown him. <laughs> <laughs> Why not send him to bed without his dinner tonight? No, not good. I'm such a pushover, I'd sneak up close to him. <laughs> I've got an idea. I'll bet you have. Yeah. What? How about sending me to a horror movie? I just hate it when I'm scared. Mm, no. Arnold, I'm afraid there's just one solution. This calls for a spanking. A spanking? They didn't know me to spanking. Oh my gosh, Kimberly! Yes, and when you're through, you'll have a long, thin basketball player. <laughs> okay. Never really tried Mother Nature's way. All right, Arnold. You go up to your room, and I'll deal with you directly. Yeah, then I won't be able to sit on my directly. Arnold. Look, I don't like this either. I don't like the idea of spanking you. Yeah, I just Arnold like walking up the stairs, rubbing his bum, like, oh boy, I know what's in. He's familiar with having been spanked before, so he he knows like it's not a good feel. I've been spanked before as a child. I didn't like it. Faking with a belt is even worse. First, now that 
Philip turns around, Mrs. Garrett, of course, is going to give him the, uh, the look. Like, oh, don't give me that look. He needs to be punished. He needs to learn a lesson or he's just going to keep doing this. He's like, stop looking at me like I'm Attila the Hun. Kimmy, Kimberly, I almost called her Kimmy. <laughs> Kimberly, actually, she's got her hair in pigtails. Why is it always when girls that are teenagers put their hair in pigtails, it's like, I don't know. It's like, you're not a little kid anymore. But whatever. Anyway, she's again going to bat for Arnold. Like, Daddy, please don't spank him. You're going to break his little bones. And he assures her, don't worry. Where I'm going to spank him, he doesn't have any bones. I guess, because they go upstairs, they're looking for Arnold, either he's in the closet, he's under the bed, or in the bathroom, maybe in the closet. Maybe he's under a bunch of stuffed animals, kind of like E.T., when he was in the closet. Will you please stop looking at me as if I'm Attila the Hun? I, I didn't say a word, but I congratulate you on reading the lips. <laughs> Don't spank him. He can break his tender little bones. <laughs> Don't worry. Where I'm going to spank him, he doesn't have any bones. <laughs> Arnold, where are you? Oh, he's, he's in the there. He's in the closet. <laughs> Who are you trying to fool? Standing under it? No. Laying under it, maybe. Is he under there? Daddy, look here. Oh, he ran a note. Did he run away? Did he go back to Harlem? So I thought for sure Kimberly was, like, guarding the door, like, oh, he's in the closet. Because she's like, oh, he's not in here. And <laughs> Philip's like, what are you hiding? He goes in there. He isn't in here. Well, no, he's not. Checks in the bathroom, not in there. It's like, are you standing under the bed? Standing under the bed? I don't even think for anybody that'd be humanly possible, but no, he's not under the bed. And, of course, there is a note. We don't get to hear what it says, but it's by Abraham's bowl. My guess is maybe he ran away thinking, oh, if I leave. Isn't that kind of like, oh, you're going to be punished? So the child thinks, if I run away, they're going to miss me so much, excuse me, that um, they're not going to want to punish me. That is such a trope of a little kid thinking, oh, I'm going to be punished big time. I better just leave, and then that way I won't be punished. But Willis does come down. Mrs. Garrett is basting this delicious-looking turkey. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, I love that joke she made about the turkey saying um, she's having trouble with the turkey trying to get it to cross its legs for three hours. And she's like, okay, you can uncross your legs now. Oh, that turkey looks so... It's like a glaze. She's usually one of those, like, squeezing baster things. What are those things in the... They're like... They look like little, like, cookie jar candy... Like candy jars you see at the mercantile on Little House. 
But Willis has returned. Of course, he doesn't know any of this transpired. I mean, he saw Arnold drop that water bomb, but he doesn't know anything about Philip doling out a punishment of spanking him and everything. And I believe, remember how I mentioned how one thing, in, especially in season one, when it comes to Willis and Arnold and Mr. Drummond, where Willis was the one that was looking out for Arnold, and how whenever it comes to either punishing Arnold or parenting Arnold, there's always kind of a battle of wills between Philip and Willis on how it should be done. Like, I'm my brother's keeper, it should be me. And Philip's like, well, I'm in charge now, I'm taking care of you, you don't need to be the stand-in parent anymore, that is for me to do. So, because I'm the adult and you're a kid. Oh, there's candy in there. Oh, Arnold, the bad bomber has struck again. He dropped a bag of water on Henry, the maintenance man. Uh-oh. There's a lot of that going around. Hey, everybody. We found a note from Arnold. A note? Yeah. What did it say? It says, Willis. Please come on my goldfish at night. He can't sleep with the lights on. I'm running away. I'll miss you all. Even Mr. Drummond. Arnold. Arnold ran away? Why did my little brother run away? Oh, my dear. Oh, where could he be? He's gone. That'd be so weird. Oh, we gotta find him. Wow. Well, you see him. Could you sit on him and call me? Thanks. Poor Willis. He's really Honestly, broken up about that. He couldn't have gone very far. We've called the police. We're checking the neighborhood for him. We'll find him. I hope so. I'll bet that's him right now. Any news, Henry? Oh, sorry, Mr. Drummond. There's not a trace of Arnold anywhere in the neighborhood. Are you sure you looked everywhere? Yes, sir. All right, well, thanks very much for your help. I'll keep looking. Poor Arnold. He must be lost in a crowd. There's eight million people in New York. <laughs> He's so small, he can get lost in a crowd of three. <laughs> oh, don't love Mr. Drummond. Nobody's seen Arnold. He's not in the building. He's not in the streets. He's not in the park. He's not in the movie theater. He just disappeared. Everywhere I went, I waved this bag of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Drummond? Yes. I found your son. Who oh, in the world is that little boy? Have you got the wrong kid? Yeah, really. I'm afraid you have, officer. I told you I wasn't lost. <laughs> I guess I forgot to mention that Arnold is a black child. It just never occurred to me. I only think of him as my son. Well, uh, we'll keep looking, Mr. Drummond. Come on, kid. Don't I get a lollipop? Kodak always gives you a lollipop. They do? I wouldn't know. So Philip and Kimberly come down the stairs saying that Arnold's left a note. Philip reads it saying, Willis, can you please cover my goldfish Abraham at night? He doesn't like the light on. And they're just worried sick. It's like, where could he be? And you know that Philip is just like, gosh. Hmm. So we see... Willis on the phone, probably calling friends back in Harlem. They haven't seen Arnold. Mrs. Garrett's been combing the movie theaters, the parks, probably the arcade. You know, all over. And she had a little bag of cookies she was waving around. 
And Kimberly's like, yeah, you could be lost. There's like 8 million people in <laughs> New York. And Willis is like, he'd be lost in a group of three people. Because, you know, they're all saying, you know, because he's short and everything like that. So it's... Henry, even though Arnold threw a water bomb on him, is also looking for Arnold. Hasn't found him. Uh, they did call the police. And they bring, like, hey, I found your son. And it's this curly, dark-haired boy. It's like, uh, that's not my son. My son, I forgot to tell you. I just think of him as my son, but I did forget to tell you that he is. He's black. Um, and the kid's like, I told you I wasn't lost. Don't I get a lollipop? Cops always give you a lollipop. I'm like, they do? They did? Really? Interesting. Why does that make me think of, like, strangers with, you know, giving kids candy? If that kid said he wasn't lost and that cop took him anyway, isn't that technically considered kidnapping, even if it is a cop? Although the cop will probably play it off like, oh, well, we had a missing person description. This kid fit that description. And it turns out it wasn't the right kid. Like, he'll probably play it off like that when he drops the kid off back where he found him. Or at his house. Oh, good girl. Can you imagine that kid shows up with a cop? His mother's like, oh my gosh, Jimmy! What did you do? Everyone's just worried. Like, where could he be? And you know Philip feels rotten about this. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said I was going to spank him. Because, like I said, Willis has no idea what's what has transpired in the time that he left Arnold on the balcony with that water bomb. So... Mrs. Garrett, could you get me a glass of water and two aspirin? Oh, Mr. Drummond, you had no dinner. All right, make it three aspirin. Oh. <laughs> Arnold, you gotta be kidding me. He's been there the whole time. Oh, he's having a cook. He's having two cookies. You little butt. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> Arnold! <laughs> yeah, she hears something in there, but. <laughs> she probably thinks there's a mouse down there. <gasps> she pretending to be a cat? <laughs> oh, what a goof! To Give yourself up. 
All right. If I don't, will you snitch on me? It's not <laughs> snitching, Arnold. If Mr. Drummond discovers you all on his own. So Philip decides he wants an aspirin, and Mrs. Garrett's like, but you haven't eaten anything. And I remember, like, that's the thing with aspirins. Like, I don't think you want to take it when you haven't eaten anything because it really can mess up your stomach. He's like, well, then give me three aspirins. So she goes into the kitchen, and she hears a commotion underneath the sink. Like, what is this about? And she opens the door, and Arnold's like, and she's like, oh my gosh, a stray cat. What's a stray cat doing underneath the sink? And Arnold and she kind of play with the door. Like, he's shutting it. She's opening it. And she's like, we've been looking all over for you. What are you doing? And he's like, I really just don't want to get a spanking, Mrs. Garrett. And it's like, Mr. Drummond is so worried. We're all looking for you. Look. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Because she wants to tell him, like, like, Arnold's been here the whole time. And he's like, please don't squeal on me. Please, please, please don't give, give me away. And she's like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'll give you 30 seconds to confess. And meanwhile, you hear Philip saying, Mrs. Garrett, where's my aspirin? So she, of course, goes under the kitchen with the water and the aspirin. It's like, what, I can't take it in the kitchen? It's like, oh, I thought you'd want to, you know, sit down and let it, like, settle first. And then she is saying something, oh, there's something in the kitchen. You really should check out. Something's up with the sink. And he's like, what? What's wrong with the sink? So he opens it, and it's like, there's just garbage down here. And we see Arnold is gone. And Mrs. Garrett's like, no, he was here. I left him here, like, a minute ago. He was here. I swear he was. He's been here the whole time. And, like, well, he couldn't have gotten too far. So they all are like, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. You know, Kimberly and Willis are looking downstairs, the balcony. And it's amazing, like, when they're looking, the place just looks so, like, wide and spread out and everything. Of course, we see Arnold... Completely dressed, head to toe, from his sweatshirt, jeans, sweatshirt and jeans all the way down to his uh, sneakers, just in the hot tub. I'm like, you got in there with all your clothes. <laughs> and of course, he puts his face in the water, and Philip goes in there. It's like, Arnold, Arnold, we've been looking all over for you. And he's just so glad that, you know, he's been found. And Arnold's like, great, let's have a party. It's like, don't punish me. I don't want a spanking. <laughs> and of course, like, okay, we got to get these wet clothes off of you, kid. Because uh, if anyone's ever, like, jumped into a pool, jumped into a lake with their clothes on, you know that clothes can really weigh you. Especially, I can imagine, jeans. You imagine trying to get out of wet jeans? Or even a wet, like, t-shirt. It, like, like clings to your body. Almost like a second skin. But Philip's like, you know, here, let's get these wet clothes off of you. So I'm going to play this clip. You know, he's just so overjoyed that he's found Arnold. But, of course, the matter at hand, the punishment still needs to be doled out. The only question is, is it going to be Mr. Drummond or is it going... Is it going to be Philip or is it going to be Willis? Because we haven't gotten to that yet.
Because, like I said, Willis does not know about the form of punishment that's going to be doled out. you like to sit down for 30 seconds while they take effect. <laughs> oh, dear. What was that noise? What noise? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Me either. <gasps> oh, there it is again. Louder. <coughs> oh, oh, Mr. Drummond, there's something going on in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drummond, I wonder where that sound is coming from. I don't hear anything. What sound? How do I know? It's your sink. <laughs> well, just as I expected. <laughs> what is it, Daddy? A big bag of garbage. <laughs> what? Isn't there anything hiding behind that big bag of garbage? What? with his clothes on. <laughs> you little goofball. Kimberly looking for Arnold. It's like he's not on the terrace. And Kimberly's like, gosh, I hope he didn't fall off. And Willis is like, oh, thank you, Kimberly, for cheering me up. Good grief. That's his biological little brother. Mrs. Garrett, of course, comes downstairs. Downstairs says that, uh, she didn't have any luck finding him in the bedrooms. And she asks Kimberly, like, did your father have any luck? And <laughs> Philip's like, he sure did, as he comes down with Arnold in a bathrobe. Aww. Not in there. Down in the terrace, Oh, no. I hope he didn't fall off. Thanks for cheering me up. <laughs> Not in any of the bedrooms. Did your father have any luck? He sure did. Look what I found. He was in the hot tub playing submarines. This little devil never left the apartment. Well, it's nice to be back among my lovers. We're going to have a party tonight. First things first. <coughs> you still have a spanking coming. There's the water bottle. You sure didn't know how to spoil a party. <laughs> no, Don't spank me, please. I may grow up to be mean. You ain't the one to give it to him. Oh? What do you mean, Willis? 
The only one that ever spanked us was mom and pop. Never did. <laughs> Anybody's got to spank Arnold's got to be family. And that's me. Right on. You spanked me, Willis. <laughs> one family, and I happen to be the head of it. But you're not blood family. I am. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but <coughs> if that's the way you want it, all right. You spank Arnold properly. Oh, you want me good. This is going to hurt already. <laughs> Come on, Willis. Fold me over and lay it on me. <laughs> I don't think Willis is going to like doing that any more than I would. <laughs> So Arnold's so excited to be happy, you know, around his loved ones, and he's like, we're going to have a party, and of course, Philip brings up the family, uh, you still have a spanking coming, and this is where Willis kind of jumps in with, hold it, the only one that would spank Arnold would be Mama and Papa, and they're both dead, so that means I'm the one that's going to have to do it because I'm the only one left. And Philip's like, well, no, Willis, I'm the adult here, and, you know, we're all a family. And Willis is like, yeah, but you're not blood. I am. So I should be the one to, to deliver the punishment, the spanking. And of course, Arnold's like, yeah, let Willis spank me. Because <laughs> Arnold clearly thinks he's going to get off easy with his brother. Like, it's going to be fine, we'll be in our room, you can pretend, like, here, hit this pillow. It's like, uh, no, 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 no. And, of course, Philip, once Willis and Arnold go upstairs, Philip's like, I don't think this is going to be any easier for Willis to do this than it would have been if I'd done that. So, yeah, he's, he's got to learn. Arnold, Arnold, you got you to gotta, you gotta learn a lesson, little guy. You got to not be throwing water bombs off, their, uh, off the balcony. You're pretty smart. You sure outfoxed Mr. D. Here, whack away on this. It'll sound just like you beat my foot. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you hear me scream in pain? They'll think you're murdering me. <laughs> Come on, Arnold. Let's get it over with. Better than my lap. Yeah, Arnold's like, here, this will sound just like my behind. Hit this pillow. And Willis is like, I don't like this any better than you do, but you get over here. It's like, oh, yeah, that way if Mr. Drummond comes, peeks in, you know, we'll have to make it look real. So what are you going to hit that's like my behind? And Willis is like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to smack your behind like this. And he smacks him, and of course it takes Arnold by surprise. And he's like, what are you, what are you, cock back of mine? And... Arnold, or, um, Willis ends up smacking him on the butt three more times. It's like, uh, yeah, I'd say one for every water bomb that you threw over that ledge is how many spankings you're getting. Of course, we go downstairs, and Philip is just like, 
Will you two stop glaring at me? I haven't laid a hand on the kid. Because <laughs> Mrs. Garrett and Kimberly are just glaring daggers at him. Okay, come on. I know we all love Arnold, but he's got to be taught that this is not right. You can't do that, even if you think you're having fun. Kimberly calls her dad the godfather who gave instructions to the hitman. Uh, but Willis and Arnold come down. Arnold is dealing with the aftermath, rubbing his bum. Willis looks like he's wiping away tears, because that probably was emotional on him. I mean, like you said, the last one's to spank Arnold for being, you know, naughty were his parents. And maybe that kind of brought some of that back for him. And even Philip's like, Willis, you're crying? And Mrs. Garrett's like, oh, don't tell me the little one beat up the big one. Like, no, no, it's just, I think this was an emotional toll on Willis. And Willis is like, I don't like spanking my little brother. And of course, Arnold's like, well, then why did you do it so good? As he <laughs> smacks Willis on the arm and runs behind Mrs. Garrett for protection. And Philip sits Willis down and tells him, like, I tried to tell you, Willis, that discipline usually goes to the head of the family. You know, and Philip says, you know, and I'm the head of this family. We're all a family here. And Willis is like, well, I'm glad that you're the head of it this family because kids shouldn't be spanking kids. Well, you know that saying that goes, sometimes parents will say when they're doling out a punishment, sometimes, you know, if you're growing up back like I did, you know, if you had a spanking, they'll usually say this hurts me more than it hurts you because no parent wants to have to do that. But so sometimes, unfortunately, when if you've exhausted every other option, like what else is going to get through to your child that what they're doing should not be repeated? So yeah, Willis is more than fine with saying, next time, Mr. Drummond, you can spank Arnold, because I don't want any part of this anymore. And Arnold's like, there ain't going to be no next time. Like, uh, there better not be, little guy. And Arnold says, yeah, I definitely learned something. <laughs> and the next time I do something wrong, I'm going to find a better hiding place than this apartment. Hey, they hadn't found you for a while, so that wasn't too bad. I mean, just the fact that Mr. Drummond had a headache and needed aspirin at that minute. And Mrs. Garrett just had, I mean, think about it. If he hadn't needed aspirin, if no one needed a drink of water, they'd still be wondering where Arnold is. And that's pretty much how the episode ends. Laid a hand on the kid. Yeah, you're just the godfather <laughs> gave instructions to the hitman. <laughs> Willis, you're crying. Don't tell me the little one beat up the big one. <laughs> what is it, Willis? I don't like spanking my little brother. responsibility that goes with being head of the family. <laughs> now, we're all one family, and I'm the head of it. I'm sure glad you're the head of it, because kids shouldn't spank kids. Especially when one of them kids is me. <laughs> <laughs> next time, you spank Arnold. There ain't gonna be no next time. That's right, Arnold. You are never going to put a water bomb on anybody ever again. Never. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure you learned your lesson. Yeah, I learned another lesson, too. Good, what's that? The next time I do anything wrong, I'm gonna find a better hiding place than this apartment. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I really, I liked this episode. I thought it was good. A very good teachable lesson. Pretty straightforward. So, I mean, honestly, if I had to choose a relatable character for this episode, I think it would definitely be Arnold. Now, I got into my fear scrapes as a kid and stuff. I wasn't throwing water bombs or balloons off a balcony or off our deck or anything like that. I don't think so, anyway. Uh, but... I had been punished with spanking with a belt as a kid, so, and so, yeah, the, um, the lesson learned is definitely going to be from this episode, punishing your kids, it's never a fun thing, I don't have children, but I can definitely see that it's not fun for either kid or the parent, but in a way, when you've exhausted every other thing, what else are you going to do? The child does have to be punished. That's the only way kids learn lessons in life and how not to repeat past mistakes if they're lucky. Um, and it's, you know, kids as well, you know, they learn a lesson like, you know, the parent will give a warning so many times, but it's like the only way, you, you know, you're going to learn is, you know, the parents are there to, to help you and guide you, and yes, they understand you're going to make mistakes, but you're also going to learn from those mistakes, and one of those ways of learning is being punished, whether it's being grounded, whether it's losing privileges, or missing out on fun things, but in the end, I mean, in hopes that we learn that maybe in the future, there's another way to approach something. We know, I mean, think about it. If, you're, if you know what you're doing, you're going to clearly either get caught, you're going to get in trouble. Is the thrill of what you're doing really worth it? Worth the punishment? I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, kids shouldn't, you know, kids are going to get into things. It's just being a kid. That's, like I said, that's how you learn. You, you get into, you have, make mistakes, but we learn from them and we move on and we grow and we become responsible. And then eventually those kids become parents themselves. So, yeah, this very, very teachable moment. I really, with, with Willis, I really could sense this wasn't something that he wanted to do, but he felt because, and... I do think we're going to get that a little bit more before Willis pretty much relinquishes, like, that's okay, you can do all the punishment and stuff like that. But he is, there's never a time when Willis won't be defending Arnold for something. Because he's his brother's keeper, he looks out for him. Unless it's something he feels that Arnold should be talked to for. Like, he's not going to get let his brother just get away with stuff, no. I mean, he could have just as easily said, nope, taken that water balloon, water bomb out of Arnold's hand and dumped it down the sink and said, no, you're not doing this. Because one way or another, Arnold would have found another way to keep doing it. So clearly, as we know, this punishment had to happen. But I just, with this podcast, I'm looking forward to, to re-watching these these kids grow up on screen again and face problems and face consequences and 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 grow and 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 learn you know and everything like that 
I, I really like these characters. Yes, some of the episodes can be kind of goofy and corny and unbelievable. But there are others that are also, you know, they're, like I said, they're all, they're teachable moments in one way or another. Alright, for the month of July, I'm going to be covering Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Goodbye, Dolly. This aired on December 8th, 1978. After Kimberly donates Arnold's ratty old doll named Homer, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, the bear's name may be Homer, but it's clearly a Paddington bear doll. So she donates Homer to charity, and it is sold. He can't sleep. Mr. Drummond quickly tires of this, so he hires a detective to try and find the doll. Um... Clearly, Arnold's probably had this toy since he was a baby. This definitely rings familiar with the Punky Brewster season one episode, Bye Bye Mai, where she loses her doll Mai. Henry accidentally throws it away because he just figures it's, you know, it's a junky doll. The head keeps falling off of it. And he has to try to find it because... To Punky, that is the one other than Brandon, that is the one remaining item from her previous life with her mother. So, and another thing this episode reminds me of Full House season two, Goodbye, Mr. Bear, where Stephanie's attachment to Mr. Bear we learn she was given Mr. Bear from her mother when she came home from the hospital with her baby sister Michelle. So I like kind of seeing, I'm sure there are other shows, sitcoms that have done episodes similar to this where a child's lost a favorite toy and the toy has special meaning and they have a hard time coping with the loss and either they find said doll or they get a new doll and move forward in life. So. Yeah. Alright. So I will be back. Excuse me. Oh, it's 9.39 at night. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm yawning. But, um, yeah, I'll be back in July with Goodbye Dolly. Again, if you guys want to follow along on the podcast, you can go to Facebook. It has its own page, Different Strokes to Move the World, an unofficial Different Strokes podcast. If you want to know where you can listen to it, just go to Punky Power PB Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. That's where you're going to find Different Strokes podcast. So, all right, everybody, have a wonderful. Oh, to, today's the last day of June. Tomorrow is July 1st. We'll be in a new month. Oh, my goodness. Summer is. Summer's here. It's currently like 90, we've been getting some 90 degree days here in, in the mitten states, so, like, uh, I know once I get down to Texas, it's going to be crazy, but I mean, we're going to be moving, like, um, in September, so, hopefully not nearly as bad, I don't know, so, <laughs> what's going to actually happen before I, before I let you guys go, um, is putting out an episode in July, and then I'm going to be taking time off in August and September, and then I'll come back in October, still doing the one episode a month until 
2021 is when I'll start doing two episodes a month because I'm currently still doing the four episodes of Full House and stuff like that. So we'll just kind of see how it goes. Like I said, I'm also doing Small Wonders once a month, Small Wonder once a month, and I'm going to be starting up um, Roseanne once a month on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. So if you guys are into Roseanne, I'm going to be covering some episodes from from that show for 2021 and kind of taking a break from uh, the Seaver family and growing pains. So, yep, just, just different things, you know, covering other, some other shows, random episodes, movies, stuff like that. So I'm going to be busy with podcasting stuff in July. All right. Have a great week, everybody. And a great July. Bye-bye.